Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> and on this episode, uh, no, no more up talking. Uh, we're going to do some uh, thinking, doing, playing board games, and we're going to do some news, new to us. Ryan, let's give us some topic, please. I know. I was trying to do, practice my whistling beforehand, but I was trying to do the... Uh, see, it didn't oh, even work again. Me- That, that was much. That was much better. That was there much better than mine. Uh, we're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of board game box art. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on Eighth Street in Saskatoon. They are the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada. And they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's talk board games. Um, I'm, I noticed, I'll start off, but I noticed something about our, both our picks here. I, I, um, I, I do realize that too. They're both app driven. <laughs> they're both dungeon diver kind of things. Um, what I'm going to talk about is a wee little game that I picked up called Destinies. And, uh, Destinies is, uh, designed by Mikhail Golubiowski and Philip Mulinski. I think I got that. Published by Lucky Duck Games, who is... Where is it? Chronicles of Crime mm-hmm. um, with their whole QR code system. This is, without getting too deep into it, this is a dungeon diver. This is a, I'm a solo player, so this is a big appeal to me. Um, and uh, it's like a scenario-driven um, app system. I would say more app-driven, more app system than game system. Um, game system for the fact that there's map being built on your table. You've got your, your miniatures moving around, um, but story narrative driven through the app. Now there's no complaints, but understand that, that you're going to have a lot, you're going to have a lot of the time that you're looking at your, either your iPad or your iPhone uh, in regards to what's going on in the game. Now, if you can handle that, um, this is a fun game. Oh, uh, cool. I'm, I, uh, I'm doing the challenger solo, which is if you don't, it's like a, either you do it or you don't, right? And uh, um, what, ha- what the nature of it is, is every time that you make a decision, sometimes you're rolling dice. Sometimes you're uh, using items, which, which is where the QR code comes in. And... Uh, I, I'm liking all the choices I'm having so far without getting, you know, without reviewing it. Um, 
I'm in. I'm still. I still want to. I still want to get into the, into that game and play some more. I'm, I might even just do some uh, YouTube plays just because I'm having so much fun with it. So I cool. know that you've finished it. Are you and you and? Uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we finished <laughs> off the base box. Now I kickstarted it, so I got the expansion material oh, in you there too. Do. So there, yeah. So I have the expansion material. Um, we we are um, we are quite disappointed that one of the expansion materials is not yet available on the app yet. Ah. They're still developing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was really interesting. Uh, my one, I, I we really enjoyed it. It was really fun. It, <clears throat> my one critique of it was that there didn't really need to be any physical components on the. It, it is a very is a very very app driven game. Yeah um where is just you're just manipulating things but everything's taking pack you're interacting with the icons on the app you're yeah it, my my one thing i i'm not complaining uh, that it has the physical components about it <laughs> as well um it i i don't know what i'm trying to say here it, no it it's just it, yeah. it's i would it's not a traditional board game it yeah. is a hybrid app game with a board game lean mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah. i love this story i love i mean i have two regular D games going on right so yeah i, I i'm into that thing that that environment of, of storytelling and um, you you so you've only really been playing through like the intro the, the, the first, first two one. scenarios yeah i yeah. did the first yeah. one um think four or five times tried different yeah. ways and now i want to go back to it yeah there's two other characters that i haven't tried to really, see what kind of story yeah i really really int- happens, i'm really interested right? because the the whole thing of and this is not any spoiler or anything like that the whole reason why it's called destinies is yeah. because each scenario is there there is a linking narrative even though yeah. they're playing with completely different characters but these characters' destinies are intertwined somehow and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. It's, re- it's really cool. Story uh, arc wise, in the big arc, they're all destinies are intertwined. Cool. Yeah, I like it's it. Really, I really neat. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's destinies from Lucky Duck Games. Well, well done, company. And so we're going to go from that one to <laughs> another game that created a lot of buzz oh, man. about why, why does this have the app? Why does this even have a board? You're paying now Destiny's fantastic price point, like yeah. 40, $50 yeah. for this thing. I'm going to be talking about Descent Legends of the Dark $200 game. That's also heavily relied upon on an app. I'll though go beyond that, that Descent Legends of the Dark is not a third edition of Descent. It is its own game. The physical components of creating the board is something I haven't seen yet. I I used to play Dungeons and Dragons a long, long, long time ago, but I never ever had a DM or GM that actually made like terrain or anything like that. We, it was like all visual and stuff like that. This is taking that terrain. So you're laying out the tiles, but this is also creating the 3D. Yeah. So we, we just finished talking about the, we talked about a game. uh, We talked about uh, the topic of immersion and thematics. Mm -hmm. This game immerses you into the world there. You can physically see the trees and the steps and the archways (laughs) and the fountains and the things. There's tears. There's tears of terrain. 
Yeah. So you're getting that descent feel, moving your figures, using fatigue. Um, they got a neat little card flipping system of how to clear off your fatigue and using your weapons and trying to choose which abilities to use when. Yeah. Really, really quite neat. I really like the app. So they, I think you think Journeys in Middle Earth, you play Journeys in Middle Earth. Yep. And Journeys in Middle Earth Plus, they've, they've now advanced that system that they created with Journeys in Middle Earth. They created this game with the app in mind and what the app will do. Yeah. And that, that next wow. level thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Does it take care of all of the fiddly bookkeeping that say something like Gloomhaven has? Yeah. Something like that. Like I can interact with a tree or something like that and it'll get me a whole bunch of resources. Now I don't have to track <laughs> that what those resources are. The app will yeah. say, okay, now you have the, because after you've done a scenario. So I've played three scenarios now and Wow scenario wise like we're not talking about like the intro scenario the very first scenario is not a cakewalk by any stretch and it's not a short scenario either it Hmm. still took me over two hours to complete that one scenario just because of all the stuff that i had to do but then after the fact when you are now going into town i'll call it that yeah um because now you can upgrade your stuff all those resources that you got and all that gold and everything that you have now you can now buy new equipment you can mm-hmm. make you can make potions yeah. you can cool. do these things equip your hero and i like the fact that it's in the app because after i'm done my scenario i can kind of go veg out on the couch with my ipad <laughs> and i can do all that stuff like okay i now have i'm gonna make this hammer oh yeah now i'm gonna upgrade this guy's stats and everything and i can just sit down for like about like 10 15 minutes chill out afterwards because that last scenario was emotionally draining of all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Really enjoying what this thing is able to do, what they're able to do with the app and cool. interacting with the components on the table is cool. really quite neat. Um, I don't know if I could see this just being an app-based game. You need to have those physical components okay. in front of you and committing the dice, like doing the dice rolls, like you're oh, playing yeah. oh, these yeah. role-playing games. You have to have that. Yeah. Well, and- that's what I like about Destinies is, is, you have those two dice that you use all the time, and then you have those three uh, uh, um, exhausted dice, the purple dice. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a lot of push your luck yeah. going on. Yeah, and if I had to complain about the app too, because the the app does to take care of literally everything. <laughs> too like much. It says, like it says, like my card says, oh, I can do my characters. And on the app, okay, it says, I, I, okay, I click on the enemy, and then I say, now the enemy is doomed. I still have absolutely no idea what dooming an enemy does. <laughs> Strategy-wise, it's just that the app does it. And now I can do, oh, oh look, oh, I, I guess it's calculating some extra damage, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I still actually have no idea what that keyword does. Yeah. How, what's going on? I didn't know the app will take care of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's a really cool thing, because with Descent, at least in the second edition, there's always some fiddly things, even in Imperial Assault. Mm-hmm. There's always some fiddly things with line of sight. Mm-hmm. Do I have line of sight on something? Do I not have line of sight on something? The app actually has a line of sight tool. So it says, <laughs> hey, I'm on this square. Yeah. If I click on that square, it shows then- you what you have line of sight to. Nice. In everything. And I was like, no more ambiguous questions. No more me getting out my ruler yeah. and saying, 
do okay going from this hex to there to that square to that square do i oh is Does it passing through? touch that point oh yeah yeah is it passing through nope no none of that click on the line of sight tool probably one of the i think that was the best feature of this whole app and yeah it, it, no we're ha- i'm having a really i'm just playing it solo and I have to always make sure that my kitchen table is cleared off because the maps that it creates are oh, huge. Yeah. I took one picture of the intro scenario to send you guys. And yep. it, like, it, it spanned my entire kitchen table. Like if I didn't play it on there, I have no idea. I would have to just like chunk it off. Like, <laughs> am I going to go back to this part of the map? No. Okay. Just clear that stuff away and shift everything over. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Descent like Legends of the fun. Dark. Yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, I used my uh, I used my store credit in order to get this one uh, for for us, and uh, yeah, it cool. was really good. It's really good. I really I I, I recommend it. Um, if you're not into app based games, neither of these games we talked about yeah. you're going to enjoy. Mm. <laughs> but uh, uh, I yeah, really like it. Play Mage Knight then, <laughs> <laughs> or Gloomhaven. Yeah, uh, cool. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Okay, you hear what I hear? You hear? It's the news. It's the news. And uh, I got a couple of quick hitters. Some things that are on the BGG hotness. Actually, as of today, this one's number one mm-hmm. on the BGG hotness. The new Vital Lacerda game with Ian O'Toole artwork published by Eagle Griffin Games. You know I'm going to get it. It's going to go right next to all these <laughs> other ones on my screen. Yeah. You know I'm going to get it. Yeah. You know, this game is called Weather Machine, which when you, th- you got to look at the box cover art. I, I'm clicking on it right now. Thing looks absolutely gorgeous. I have no idea how this game plays other than I know that I'm going to have it. It's got a steampunk feel. So cool. here's a little here's a little blurb yeah. where it says, natural disasters will soon be a thing of the past, proclaimed Pres- Professor Latif, project chief of meteorological manipulation at Lighting Technologies. Tests of his new invention, the weather machine, showed positive results, visions of quelling floods, subduing cyclones, and ending droughts made him smile. So your scientists tampering with the local weather <laughs> and adjusting things and stuff like that. And Hacking each use of the yeah, and it, it boasts here, each use of the weather machine also also alters the conditions elsewhere on the planet, a sort of butterfly nice. effect. So I can only imagine what crazy things we're going to get going on in this game. And it, it plays the, solo. Yeah. Yep. The pictures look absolutely amazing. We got bits galore. We've got recessed player boards. And, and, and you know, Vital's not known for making deep games. You just 
pick a card or play a card and pick up a card. That's all you do. Right? Just, yeah, right. Just, just move some tokens around. Yeah. This yeah. one action doesn't have 15 side actions oh, associated with it. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> this think. thing looks absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait just because, you know, these other ones just kind of sit on my shelf. So I need, I, they, they get a little lonely. Yeah. Well, that, they're turning into a dynamic duo there with the Lacerda O'Toole combination. Mm, yeah. Pieces so. of art is what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah, Which so kind of weather machine? Yeah, coming cool. to Kickstarter soon. They're they're advertising. Right on. What's the next one you got? Uh, the next one I have actually it's it's kind of falling off the hotness a little bit, but it's uh I want to talk about it because I actually played out quite a few rounds of this during the lockdown when we were first heavy into the lockdown. Now this is Rolling Realms by Jamie Stegmeyer and Stonemeyer Games. Now Rolling Realms was a project that was a solely a print and play project designed by Jamie as a result of the global pandemic and lockdowns everywhere. He wanted to design a game that people could just print off and play. And actually he ran and he ran numerous live streams, just play testing the crap out of this game. Yeah. And I, I played many iterations of it. It was really, really fun. Jen enjoyed it quite a bit. And then all of a sudden he put it out to his ambassadors. He did a poll where he says, would you be interested in a physical release of Rolling Realms? And unanimously, everybody said, yeah, give it that Stolmeyer treatment. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking through the pictures here. That's gorgeous. So, yeah. So now he's done it. And it's going to be coming out fairly soon. I think it's going to be coming out quarter four this year. And so everything's like... the. <laughs> the the idea of the game is that there's these nine sections mm-hmm. and every section is named after one of the Stonemeyer games. So like there's the wingspan tile and there's the viticulture tile and there's the euphoria tile and all these things. And the way that they score you points are completely different and very thematic to the world yeah, that, that you they are, come from. that they come from. So Really, really kind of cool. Uh-huh. So yeah, there all these cards are like those like very what you clever. got in silver. What uh, silver and gold has those dry erase cards. Yeah, very similar style. Here. It's going to have the laminated cards with this, and you're going to get the it's the dry erase monsters. It's got dice. Well, because it's a roll and write. It's dog. <laughs> and so yeah, he gave it that Stonemeyer treatment. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's coming out, and it's going to be very inexpensive. And it looks really, really cool. I think people, if you haven't tried the print and play, you can actually go on the Stonemeyer Games website and try out the mm-hmm. print and play, the latest iteration. It went, oh my gosh, the one that we played, and then I read the rules just recently of this new, completely different games than the ones that I played during lockdown. Oh, cool. So they they took the feedback. Really, and- really honed it. This is a very a community um, effort. Nice. That, that created this game. And oh, so, so I might it's got- pick this up. Yeah, it looks really cool. So Rolling Realms coming out very, very shortly, I assume. I can't remember what he said the release date is. Well, I'm going to do like I did last time, and I'm going to go and have a little little meander in GameFound. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and not that, as I said before, I am by no means even close to being the same Kickstarter uh, uh, um ambassador or addict as as my counterpart here but um 
Lords of Ragnarok. Sold. Right. Awaken Realms. <laughs> don't even, the, don't even, I don't need details. It's got the, all my money. The minis are incredible. Uh, the the background, so it's uh, the spiritual successor to Lords of Hellas, innovative dudes on the map board game set in unique mix of Nordic mythology and sci-fi. My brain just melted right there. Raise magnificent monuments, hunt monsters, and fight epic battles. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know of a little game called Lords of Hellas? Uh, I've not played it. I've heard tons about it. I've always wanted so, to play same it. Same company, Awakened yeah. Realms. Yeah. And this is the spiritual successor to Lords of Hellas. Lords of Hellas had more of a Greek. Yeah, they had um, a different fusion going on. Yeah, so now they're yeah. going to take the uh, Norse mythology. So are they taking the same engine and just putting a different combo to it? Um, or are they no. going to find... I think, I think they're going to create... This is going to be a brand new game. Okay. I think they're going to try to hone in on that. Hey, we're going to kind of try to name it in the same vein yeah. as Lords of Hellas and Branding get those people. In. But I think yeah. this is going to be a completely different good uh, game. Good. Because they're, like- they're, they're, they are calling it innovative. Yeah. And uh, Lords of Hellas was pretty different for its time. Uh, so I hope they actually change up a little bit of that. And I do but, remember their minis were kind oh of my gosh. upper scale for their for their time too. Yeah, because you had the smaller units that you control over. Then they had they had like mid range yeah. monster level, but then they actually had these gigantic yeah. statues that came across. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this one's got all my money. Cool. All right. It hasn't well, even, there's there's 58 days until it releases, and they I've already spent it. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, uh, that one was interesting to me because of because of the grandeur of it. But this next one uh, by El Dorado Games, Legend Academy. Uh, I'm going to read the little blurb they have. Attend a prestigious institute where characters train to become tomorrow's legends. A competitive deck building, card crafting. Worker placement adventure game sold, 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 and sold. So, are you backing it? Deck building, card crafting, worker placement. I, I, well, I've got, I've got two hours and three minutes <laughs> as of right now if I'm going to back this. But, uh, I've are been, you backing it? I, no, I'm not. I don't, I click, don't know. Click, click. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 I'll after the episode, I'll go look a little deep. No, it says, wait, six days left. I've got time. Because I Click. think they... <laughs> I'll do the dollar thing just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, what's the goal? Yeah, they're, they're well-funded. So this isn't one of those kind of... This game looks so cool. Have you heard of this one before? I did not. I saw it. I didn't actually even pay attention to it. Now that you got me scrolling through it, I might have to click. <laughs> yeah, right. It's got one of those like adventure books, which is kind of like everything takes is taking place in like your maps are taking place yeah. inside like a coil bound book. The uh, there's like a magnetic box that contains I like the cards and components. Just scrolling stuff like that. through, yeah. Like I mean, and that magnetic box also looks like oh. it houses as a oh yeah. Did you see the player board. The two-layered, yeah, they, so, this yeah. this looks really interesting. How did this not get it? We should have done a Kickstarter excess or value episode on this. Three exclusive expansions, 
These backer exclusives, adventure novels, or mini expansions that include a lot of new components. And dude, interesting, dude, interesting, interesting. But, yeah, this is like the yeah. This is looking very pro. Every I should stop scrolling down because I could get into trouble here. Yeah, what is this? the Legend Academy Deluxe Edition, sixty nine dollars. 69 US dollars. Is that US or Canadian? I'm not sure. US. Okay, it's got to be US. Okay. Yeah, because I just clicked I just clicked on the Canadian dollar. It's 87 Canadian okay. dollars. Okay. Well, yeah, still that's not bad. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this one. Well, see, you buy it so that I don't have to. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. See, I... The first... The last episode we started this, I knew this was going to be a bad idea because... Oh, Okay, not a bad see, idea. See, a you got to do what I did. You got to do what I did. Like uh, last episode, I talked about crowdfunding. This episode, I I did not talk about crowdfunding. You got to space. You got to pace yourself, Norm. <sighs> you get in trouble. <laughs> you got to you gotta pace yourself. This is what I've learned. I'll, I'll, I'll coach you through this. All right, good, good. <laughs> Hi. If you like the content we're creating and the podcast episodes we're producing, Please leave a happy rating on the podcast platform that you use. This would be such a great gift and would also help others find our podcast when they search for board game podcasts. And if you have the time, check out our new YouTube channel where we have new content every few days. Just search Bridge City Board Gamers on YouTube. Thanks, eh? And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture, and we're going to go into topics. And Ryan, um, I always pitch it to you because uh, let's uh, you, you start talking, and I'll try and do the whistle in the background. You ready? Okay. You okay. introduce the topic. We are going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of box farts. I mean, box art. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay uh this one was on our on our little brainstorm list and uh, this so I, is a cardboard conjecture original thought one of our uh, last ones that we have <laughs> uh we'll have to have a we'll have to have a brainstorm session again but uh yeah this 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 one i kind of threw the parameters of in each category good bad ugly come up with at least minimum of three right and uh I, I, I just basically threw down a whole bunch and I'm probably going to pick and choose off my little okay, list. Okay. Here, um, okay. So I have to put this out there when I was actually doing this research for this one. <laughs> research means me looking at pictures on BGG yeah. type of thing. <laughs> or BGG what, list. Yeah. What did you find yourself focusing, trying to find bad and ugly art more than trying to find good? Cause there's lots oh, yeah. of beautiful score, but I was like, okay. Yeah, that was, one falls into a bad. I was category. looking for train wrecks, man. <laughs> yeah, where so like I felt like I probably passed by some of the good ones just because I was so focused trying to find bad and ugly. <laughs> well, okay, the good thing we're leaving that one to last because I've got. I'm pretty sure if we both did research, we're gonna have some crossovers because because yeah, there's there's one that a game that I've never played before, and I saw the designer and the publisher and went, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought through. All right, okay. That must, yeah. So okay. So so, what are we talking about first? Oh, the good. Got to start with the good. The goods. Yeah. 
The um, goods. The good. Okay, you start first because um, if you don't say this one out of the gates, I'm taking it. So you go ahead. Okay. Well, I can I can see your list, but you can't see my list. No, I can't see your list. Which is which is a. So I'm going to go out in left field here as my first good. Um, when we talked about like past in a past episode, I don't remember the episode number, but we talked about our favorite board game artists. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Um, this guy got brought up, and it, it's it's a Quanchai Moria. Uh, box kind nice. box cover designs very vibrant beautiful things under falling skies has a great box cover yes to it you're absolutely right it, it so when i was actually looking at these when i was looking at good i was looking at okay bright and colorful vibrant is it actually depicting what you're going to be trying to do in the game yeah as as well yeah. And so under falling skies does that very, very well. It's very, it's got kind of like this war room esque things got space invaders type artwork going on with it. Mm. Under falling skies has, I think very, very good box art and it's got a good shelf presence when it's like it draw your, your attention is drawn to it. Yeah. It's a art. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So under falling skies is my first vote into the good. Okay. Um, I, my first vote is, uh, is one of your favorite games, but I completely adore the artwork because of its hybrid fusion. What if reality scenarios, and that's, uh, the scythe box and the artist, uh, Jacob, uh, Rosalski. And it's that whole, it's that whole steampunk, um, mech, uh, Post World War One, uh, mm-hmm. devastated landscape, uh, bleak. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> one it, of the one of the rare instances where art, yeah, um, inspired well, and, the game, and that's probably why it's one of my favorite ones because it's exactly that, right? You know, does, mm-hmm. does it, it, this one kind of the cart came before the horse, right? So, yeah. So no, I, I I completely agree with that one. Absolutely beautiful yeah. for what it does. Very stunning. Oh yeah. And the cards, yeah. like when you get the cards, I just I don't even read this the choices. I just look at the <laughs> art and go, that is so cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. What's yours in in an, so good? An, an, another good. Yeah. And it's very. Uh, it's kind of a smaller box, but it's very. Uh, we talked about it. We talk about it quite often. Got great artwork on it. Parks. Got yeah. a very great aesthetic on the box cover to it. Um, I if you don't know what Parks is or is doing, um, drop what you're doing right now, go and buy it. You're not gonna be sorry about it. Parks is a fantastic it's got and it, this is another game inspired by the um national collection of art that so that this team of artists did about yeah. all the national parks across the U S and North America type deal. And so it was another game inspired by the art. I, there's a kind of a theme yeah. emerge, emerging <laughs> here with our, with our games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I've got that on my list as well. I'm glad you talked about it. Uh, the artwork is, is fantastic. It, it, it mm-hmm. you're just riveted when I play that game, I'm on every aspect, every, there's nothing that I want to miss even on the game board. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So good, good pick. 
Um, my next one, I put a little link so you could see the box cover yourself, uh, is probably this artist's style brings back so much so much literary nostalgia for me for some reason i don't know and that's a museum and the artist is vincent dutre mm. and um the the first of all like the box itself the game museum like you had talked about that the the image choice or the or like the composition alludes to what you expect in the game right and this is exactly what you get i mean you're looking down a long hallway through this arched museum corridor and uh there are treasures all over the place it's that 1920s kind of indiana jones era um the the art style is reminiscent of that age right mm -hmm. there there's 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 a there's a style choice there um and on certain and certain cards and some some of the stuff too there's kind of like a grainy film grain texture to it that for me connects me to that that you know old uh, uh film era of of that style of of uh storytelling i guess so ah uh, yeah and vincent dutre i he's he's you know in as we said before with the with the episode of our favorite artists he was on my list of favorite artists so yeah museum right on i love that game cover cool um, I see. So my last one, cause we're only talking about three. Yeah. Um, my last one, it, I see you have the artist on your list, but I have a different game yeah, that, I sure. like, that I like that I like, um, you can't talk about art without talking about Ryan Lockett. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy, the guy who's the Jack of all trades, like designs the games, the illustrates the games, man. does, does everything, everything. Yeah. Um, I have sleeping gods <laughs> as the box cover art because man, oh man, does that get you wondering what is going on? It's 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 very colorful blue. Yeah. Um, it's got that picture of the Manticore ship that you're going to be playing through, uh, playing as in the ship, and then mysteriously, it's got this gigantic <laughs> sea-like creature underneath, and it's got you wondering, case sleeping god, like yeah. it's got the it's got the title sleeping gods and the nice yellow golden lettering right above it and you got this you got, it's got you full of wonder kaiju what's underneath what's underneath there and what is this game about and ab absolutely stunning it, it, it's great all of his artwork is stunning and great but i think he really outdid himself with the world of sleeping gods and mm -hmm. he really unfortunately you can't really see this on the game shelves it's it's kind of harder to find right now but it is one of those games that if it's front facing on a game shelf it pops you oh, yeah. are going to stop and take a look at that yeah great art i mean uh, he's on my list for uh with empires of the void too mm. uh, he takes that he takes that essence into a, a space theme so yeah good pick um my uh, my i'm caught in between who to talk about well, now we talk in, in the earlier part we talked about Ian O'Toole. And and his yeah, you just list all of Ian O'Toole's yeah, box I mean, covers and <laughs> we could just talk every yeah the whole thing could be about his stuff. So um, I'm gonna mention uh, somebody who does the greatest character-driven art that I've seen in a long time, and that's the Miko and mm. Paladins of the West Kingdoms. Uh, is is I mean I have um, architects as well, but 
for some reason, Paladin's just just the, the characters he gets and the and the 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 unique personality that he's able to blend into the characters, and which kind of I mean combines with the the card's power or ability, right? So it's not just hey, let's draw a bunch of stuff. There's I mean at least I see it or I, that's what I recognize. But yeah, he's I love his style. He's got such mm-hmm. a great caricature type of art. Neat. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's a good pick. I, I I saw some of his stuff. I wouldn't. Ex- I I didn't think that it was like exemplary, but everything like that. But he does get you drawn into the world. Like he's got he's got his very unique style about him. Yep. Type like that. No, good pick. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Um, let's get into let's get into some bad oh, box art. Okay. <laughs> so so Norm, what makes bad? What okay in your mind? What are you defining? How did you come up with the bad? Like what, what's a bad box cover for you? For me, the bad box cover, you put yourself in that category when there's, a, there's just a couple things that just don't work. And it's just like, who, who let that get by? Didn't, mm. didn't nobody point that out? Like, what? <laughs> right? So uh, can I go first on this one? Go, go for it. Okay. The first one, uh, bad box art, Great Western Trail. Right. I mean, those are the three scariest looking faces I have ever seen. Um, they, I've seen they mannequins. High, they're high on something. Yeah. I've seen mannequins with more charisma than, than those three mugs on that, on that box cover. But uh, it, it got a facelift, I believe. There's a, there's a new trilogy yeah. set coming out with, I think, yeah. I don't want to say, but is, I, I'm trying to, I want to say it's Vincent Dutre. I'll look back on that, but, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know who's on the new art. Yeah, I don't, and and that's why I'm not talking from here on in. I'm not going to talk about the artist because I don't want people to like you know make bad. I'm just going to talk about some bad choices and yeah. Great Western Trail. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Bad. All right, yeah. your, your okay, turn. Yeah, yeah. So so I I think I did the same <laughs> thing with you. I think I saw you could do um you can do some things. Uh, some Google searches about bad board game box art and stuff like that. And there's lists and everything like that. I tried to not stick to those lists. I found some ones that in my mind, I did, they don't jive with me. Yeah. And so one that didn't jive with me was the Isle of cats box cover. Okay. Too much white space. Oh yeah. For how size that thing is. And it's just like Isle of cats, some pictures of the cats was hugging the letters and then that, like that, that's it. There's no, there's no feeling in yeah. like, it's just, and it's just white. Like, you know, it's a very bold choice. I don't like it. Now I don't like a, it. There's a box cover that has the same amount of white, um, but does a good job of it. And that's Takedo. Yeah. I see. I thought, I thought Takedo's was bad too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. See, okay. Well, I see. I thought Takedo's was, was kind of cool. Well, I see what Takeda was trying to do because yeah. that kind of like that simplistic, clean, um, cleanish type of yeah. thing. I don't know how that fits in with the Isle of Cats <laughs> game. They could have done so. They could have made that so. It could have been a budget I, decision. Could could, could could have been more. Yeah, it could, could have, have been, been a, way more. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope it was. A, we we didn't have enough to pay for inking the whole box. Just use the center. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So it's I'm, I'm going to go out. Yeah. For, so in my opinion, in my conjecture, 
Uh, Isle of Cats had too much white space, too much wasted a thing. Uh, really, it's kind of like if I look at that on yeah. the shelf, I'll be like, uh, okay, pass. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Um, my next one, <laughs> it, it pains me to say this. There's a few of them that pains me to say because they're games I love. But oh. uh, this one pains me to say this because it looks like a bad ad for a, 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 in, in the yellow pages for a restaurant. And that's Concordia. <laughs> what is that lady that, looking at? <laughs> that is just the it was like who didn't know to, did nobody point out that this does not make any sense whatsoever <laughs> yeah the for some reason i just uh, i look at that and i'm thinking how how brilliant or how you know many sales would this game have if it had a more appealing box cover cuz it's a like i said it made my five game collection right so the game is brilliant the box cover bad <laughs> okay but do you know what really makes a bad board game cover is one that's trying to emulate the cover of a novel i'm talking about pillars of the earth oh man is that yeah. boring <laughs> that does not draw me in if I'm sit, if that's sitting on the shelf next to another Euro type game that has like the bright, vibrant Vincent Dutre art and Michael Menzel type Ian O'Toole art, where like I'm passing by it, like that is just like the picture of a bland cathedral being constructed in the far off background. It's not even like the center of attention. Yeah, type of thing. So the thirty shades. Yeah, 30, 30 shades of sage. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, and I can see what they're they're trying to emulate, like like what the book cover. Yeah kind of look like which still i wouldn't even picked up that book based on that <laughs> that 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 cover art like they're not doing their job yeah like ugly no no not ugly bad that was bad that was a bad decision you could have done so much more to draw us in with that one <laughs> my uh my third one um is a game that i got rid of but i might get the new version because it's a little less offensive uh so the original and this is the original box cover of kalis no <laughs> yeah is uh has this angry cantankerous uh bitter scolding monarch or some noble on the cover uh and and again it's that whole euro palette of of browns and greens and tans and <laughs> Yeah, there's there's blue in there, but the the blue looks just just depressed. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, and I understand that the new Kalis had some thought going to the cover because they didn't want to have any parallel associations with the old cover. So because the old cover is bad, bad. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape's escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. 
Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Oh, I have so many bads and everything. I'm just going to do a rapid fire before I get to the one I want you to focus on. Okay. Um, I think it's bad when the box cover just has just the name of the game on it. Okay. With like, without anything else. Uh, an example of that was like London second edition. That's just a bad design. I'd, oh, great game. Yeah. Great game. Okay. Actually, you should actually, you should take a look at what London first edition looked like. <laughs> okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire, uh, Firefly, bad. It's just yeah. a pic- picture of the cast yeah. on the show. I want you to look up right now. <laughs> Roll for the South Pole. Oh, I said, no, yeah, yeah. That was, okay. that was <laughs> trying to give the listeners fun. here. Roll for the South Pole. This is bad. Yeah. The guy, so it's, it's got a guy on a dog sled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the dogs look like rabid wolves yeah pointy psychotic you just yeah you have this shock when you look at it and and the guy the guy on the sled has got too much emotion like he's getting too much thrill out of whipping these dogs yeah like he's got this crazed cycle like there's a sadistic how did this pass as a game cover i don't even know what the the, this game is about i just saw it on one of these lists you have to highlight you Pause the podcast right now, wherever you are. Look up Roll for the South Pole. You're not going to be disappointed <laughs> what you see. <laughs> All right. So what's bad. bad? What's bad? What's your, what's the one that, is that the one that you? No, that was the one. That was the pick. That was the one. That, 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 that's the okay, bad Yeah, then one. absolutely. Because I'm like, if that's bad, if that's didn't make your bad pick, then I want to know what's bad. No, that is yeah. Yeah, bad. Okay. <laughs> let's get this. Uh, let's get to some ugly box art. <laughs> You gotta, just do a google search of ugly box covers for board games and you yeah. will not be disappointed on my list for your for your viewing pleasure ryan i, I put a link to the first one i want to talk about and uh i saw this one this one is called <laughs> now first of all i'm going to give you the details it's a garf uh, a garfield game or garfield game um which is shem phillips it's designed uh, by Shem Phillips. Shem Phillips, plethora. It is, <laughs> it is the scariest looking thing I have seen in a while. It's got this, um, this, this art kind of painting of I don't know. It looks like a hunchback, but it's it's this weird folding blue hat of this crazy character pointing to some some box with this looks like this, he's like, supposed to be like a gem dealer and he's the, like come and look oh yeah come and look there's, at my little trinkets <laughs> there, there's some there, there's some there's some uh nah, I, think there's a, I think there's a reason why he started going with the miko oh yeah because <laughs> this was this was the noko <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the plethora. Uh, it's it, when you look at that picture, you're gonna go, who, who, who thought this was a good choice? <laughs> um, hate to break it to you. Did you look at who the artist is on? Oh BGG? no, 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 no! I don't want to see. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually Shem himself. Oh, okay. Well, Shem, good thing that you got the Miko because stick to designing games, yeah. not illustrating them. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I feel bad now. I feel bad. Whoops. The, Canadian, the Canadian in me is coming out. Sorry, eh? But you know, <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. 
ugly. Can I put a category here of everything Aaliyah Ravensburger? <laughs> well, that's that's that. <laughs> that's era. a cop out. That's a yeah. cop out. I mean, I was uh, there's 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 that there's that chunk of of Euro nostalgia that's got this blandness to it because there was the, that wasn't a thing then, I guess, right? Okay, so type in but the board right. game geek. Type into board game geek right now. Guild Hall. Did you see these ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the guy. Bad. The who is this guy? He's just holding pigs. Yeah, in his arms. <laughs> he's, he's like he's he's crazed. Yeah, and I, I don't know what's going on here. There's all the wrong facial expressions going on in that picture. <laughs> so, and so that is the one that came over to North America, uh, published by AEG. Yeah. If you can find, and I'm trying to see if I can find, if you can find it, find the original German cover. It's even worse. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I even, agree. The, the original German cover had this kind of like sly looking kind of like rich dude. And then a very voluptuous woman. And then another crazy, crazy gem dealer. Yeah, And the two... <laughs> The gem dealer and the rich guy are just staring at the woman's breasts. None of it makes sense <laughs> no. at all. It's it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Well, let's let's transition <laughs> to uh, <laughs> one less controversial, but just just as just as I don't get it. Um, and I love this game. This is another one that made my top five. His hands are Teutonica. <laughs> So that bad. is, I mean, when you said that, that, that Aliyah, right, that era of the German board games, this is slot, this is standing on the top of that pile going, this is bad box. This is not even bad. This is, this is ugly. <laughs> um, I'm glad that they took the opportunity in the, uh, their, their big box that came out to, <laughs> to dabble in updating that box cover because, Ever yeah. so slightly. Yeah, it it does not at all reflect the greatness inside the box, though. So, yeah, Hansa Teutonica. It's it's so ugly that you have to love it. Is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My next one is a game that has many inter- iterations mm-hmm. throughout its lifespan. The early ones, as back as the mid-70s, actually had pretty good box cover art for the time. Uh, a game I'm calling Cosmic Encounter. Oh, yeah. The one from the 70s had exactly what it was. Like that, that sci-fi look to it, like a Doctor Who sci-fi yeah. look. It looked great, the one from the 70s. Uh, the next one came out. It actually had some more evilish looking aliens on it, but everything still quite good and then they released an edition of cosmic encounter in 1991 that is just ugly (laughs) it just just says it it literally just says cosmic encounter on the box with some solar system rings and you can barely read the word encounter because they use that typeface where all the letters blend together yeah yeah it's like the way you hit the word ugly you dropped it an octave that's how that's how important it was is ugly yeah it ugly. <laughs> so, and I was like, what were they thinking? And then they created an expansion box to that version and it said more cosmic encounter and it was even uglier. <laughs> so it was just like, 
And then they re redid it in 2000 with some better artwork. And then they, it just has fantastic artwork nowadays, but in the early nineties, 91 cosmic encounter had, but ugly artwork to it. <laughs> All right. My, uh, my last one here is, uh, again, the games are phenomenal and deep and, um, it's a, it's a, it's a splatter game and, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> roads and boats. I've never played. What that. were they thinking? Uh, it, it looks like, it looks like an eight year old drew a picture. Um, uh, now if that's the case, I don't want to diss the eight year old cause for that age, it's not bad, but, um, for a splatter game that, and again, I've never heard of a splatter game that was under hundred dollars. Right. And I think bro, I think uh, roads and boats is one of those categories where it's an expensive one. And the, <laughs> This is my. This is the big conundrum I have with Splatter is is their components and there's and, and the art. There's none. You're just basically buying the engineering of the game with prototype level components, but it's niche. And uh, but this roads and boats. I don't know what the don. The, just everything's wrong with it. It's a pencil crayon fridge picture, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> maybe I don't get it. But maybe the games—I've heard the games it. great. But this, yeah, this is this is ugly. Yeah, if, oh. if, if I'm paying 150 bucks, uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> give me something nice on my shelf, please. <laughs> well, it's kind—it's kind—it's kind, of, it's kind of like why they um, uh, they included so part of Capstone Games re-released um the the game Bus. Yeah, and the original Bus had some ugly artwork and they read they gave like the capstone treatment to it yeah. and made an update version but oh my goodness like some of those early splatters were just like yeah kid with a crayon yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's my that's my ugly that one's ugly okay so let's hop onto the board let's hop on the train with my last one here uh another game bot okay this one has so many things going wrong with it it Okay, the 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 Cambridge the edition, the, cover. <laughs> the, the Cambridge edition of Glory to Rome. <laughs> this okay, what's going on with this thing? That's the uh, is that the red cover one? This, that's the red cover one. Yeah, with okay. The, with that, with the um, middle school kids drawing of a Roman soldier. <laughs> I put that on my list, but I knew because you loved your Glory to Rome. Uh, well, you see, I got the black box edition and it had such the cleaner artwork style to it. But anyways, this red cover version, <laughs> the clamshell edition, they got this horrible rendition of a gladiator that was drawn by like a 10 year old. The artwork and, looks like artwork you'd find in a cartoon series in a newspaper. And people love this edition oh. for the artwork and I don't get it. <laughs> and I don't get it. But also to boot, on the cover of the game, too, they actually show, like, the components of the game. Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be on the back of the box. Yeah. That's another Not thing. on the front I'm cover. Like, what's with the bullet points in the... What, yeah. There's in, did they put, like, a spreadsheet on the front of the box, too? <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird. It's so ugly. Like, for what a fantastic game Glory to Rome is. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's, it's um, ugly oh yeah yeah 
Okay. Get, get that get that out of my face. I want to play the game, but I don't want to yeah. play looking at that. Yeah, you were right when when you had mentioned that there's a lot more. Yeah, it's a train wreck. The ugly cake. Like, okay, if that edition is sitting, if that edition is sitting on the game shelf, no one's going to discover how good of a game yeah. that is based on what you see. Yeah, that's my Hansa Teutonica theory. Yeah. Uh, no, but this game went under the radar because everybody went. That's ugly. <laughs> Moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> cool. Well, so I think we I think we uh, caught the breadth of this. <laughs> the good, like the, the bad and like, the ugly. So so people are ca- catching this on 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 Twitch and YouTube right now. Like board game boxes are a work of art. Oh yeah, They're like that. That's why I have them displayed the way I do. Uh, like now, these aren't the prime examples of the best art, but they are pieces of art there are yeah. a lot of great and good ones i thought it's funny that we shed some light on the bad and the ugly like, oh my gosh how what could it's I gonna mean, be one or two I f- the, but when when i put that topic in there i i had some canadian essence come up i kept thinking well i, I i'm gonna just say sorry at the end because i didn't want to i didn't want to offend anybody but <laughs> we gotta have fun with it right so yeah uh, if anybody's feelings got hurt i'm sorry Aaliyah Ravensburger, up your game. They're still pumping out games with butt ugly box art. Subjective, right? Art subjective. Yeah, not that though. Those are <laughs> those are those are bad. Well, Just what's up your game? What's not subjective is our appreciation for you, uh, you listeners, <laughs> and uh, what you uh, what you put up with with us. Um, uh, uh, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and our ugly stuff too, right? Um, that being said, I'm your host, Norm. And I'm U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. They ugly. They ugly. <laughs> we'll get, get them you. out of my face. I'm Ryan. We'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, Guild number 3039.